get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. There are very few spots, or at least starting spots, uh, to be to be battled for with this roster, which, again, just speaks to uh, the talent level that they have cultivated here. And so a lot of what we're going to talk about are guys that are really, I would argue, they're not, it's not a battle so much as, it, as they are battling on the bubble to make this roster. And there's really, uh, I, you know, you and I were talking off air uh, prior to recording, and really those battles are along the offensive line, got a couple of things to talk about on the defensive line, but I'm not sure there's a ton of bubble guys and then uh linebacker and cornerback. And so uh, let's go ahead and start on the offensive side of the ball. Cause really there's only, uh, there's only one position group that, that we're really looking at in terms of, of a battle. Uh, and that is the offensive line. I guess you could argue, we don't know how many running backs they're going to carry. Uh, if they mm-hmm. carry four, then you're looking at, McCaffrey, Mitchell, uh, Jordan Mason, and and Ty Davis Price. Uh, I would I would imagine if, if we're talking about a battle, it's between Mason and Ty Davis Price. I don't really think there's a whole lot of whole lot to talk about there. Uh, I think Mason has shown more than TDP has, but TDP has that third round draft uh, status, if you will. So um, you know, I'm not sure that that they're really ready to give up on him yet. Uh, but really, it's along the offensive line. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. We haven't gone into a season recently where there wasn't some kind of flux when it came to positions on the line and who was going to fill them. And we've talked in in previous episodes, but uh, Chris Furster, the offensive line coach has already come out and said the right guard position is Spencer Burford's to lose. And the right tackle position is Colton McKibbitt's position to lose and so really we we know the starting five already unless of course one of them has a a, an an absolutely awful camp and that is trent williams aaron banks jake brendel spencer burford and colton mckivitz with with the biggest question mark arguably being how is mckivitz going to hold up we don't know that answer that'll be interesting to see through the preseason where the battle comes in is kind of that depth along the line and the 49ers have a lot of dudes in uh, in camp along the offensive line. In fact, we were looking at the roster, uh, again, prior to recording, and there's currently 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 guys in camp along the offensive line. And you're looking at a position group that is probably going to carry 8, 9 at the most. So you're looking at, five to seven guys that are that are going to to not make uh that 53 man and really what we wanted to look at was uh john feliciano the the guard or interior offensive lineman that they signed this offseason uh to a one-year deal uh Jason Poe, my personal favorite from my personal favorite undrafted free agent from last year. Uh, I'm hoping for big things from him. I still I still want to see him at fullback, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Jalen Moore, the swing tackle that they drafted uh, two years ago, and then uh, Nick Zakel, 
who they drafted last year. Those are really kind of the guys that I think are battling for those last three to four spots. And so, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, open practice on Thursday. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'll report back on that, but you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, Feliciano is an interior offensive lineman only, and that may be something that, that, is not in his favor, but at the same time, they guaranteed him $2.25 million. I'm not sure they're with their cap the way that it is. I'm not sure they're ready to eat that on a player. That's not even on the squad. So then it comes down to Poe, Zakel, Moore, and, oh, and we forgot Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor is another one. Uh, Matt Pryor is, was a free agent that they signed this off season. Uh, he is a swing tackle. And so really you're looking at Zakel who is arguably the most versatile of all those. Uh, I think they're grooming him for possibly being the center of the future, although they did sign Brendel to a three-year extension or a three-year deal. But Zakel can play center, interior, and tackle. And then you've got more prior, I think, are battling for that swing tackle role. And then you've got, uh, again, you've got Feliciano, who uh, I think will be the backup at both guard spots and center. What do you what do you think about kind of th that positioning, if you will? So I think that despite what, we said, what you said about Feliciano, I think that he makes the team just because you have to have a backup center. You have to have somebody else that can snap the ball. And I feel yep. like him and Zakel are probably the closest to making the team because of and Zakel because of his versatility because he can play anywhere right like his mm -hmm. his college mm -hmm. position was tackled but he they, they want to groom him to play be able to play center as well and when you have attrition along the offensive line which, which happens every single year you have to have guys that can kind of shuffle around and be able to kind of slide into spots where they they aren't necessarily comfortable so I think that those two guys will make it I think that so the team has been really high on Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore has been hurt for, for a good portion of his career. And they keep bringing him back because of his versatility to be able to play both tackle spots. And I think that that's one thing, the, com the, the comfort with the system, the comfort with, with Jalen Moore as a player, like Kyle has his guys, right? And I feel like he's, he's, mm -hmm. a, he's a Kyle guy. Good point, yeah. And, and I think that that bodes well for him. With – Everybody else with Pryor, Pryor's kind of on the outside looking in just because again, like they they kind of brought him in this year and it's kind of like, well, what do they what do they do? And you know, like you're looking at really to me, those first three guys, I feel like will will make it for sure. And anybody yeah. beyond that, we're looking at practice squad because you've got your starters, you got three guys, that's eight guys, and maybe, maybe another guy that they might elevate from the practice squad back and forth. And then you have like your solid, like, like Jason Poe, like developmental practice squad guys that, that you hope to find a, like he's, he's position agnostic right now, right? Like, is he a fullback? Is he a D defensive yeah. lineman, an offensive lineman? Like, what does he, what does he do? Right. So I think that he's, um, you remember back in the day, uh, they had Loris Okoye in camp. Yes. Yes, that's and and they didn't really have the a position the guy the what was he a shot he was a shot put champion from Great Britain right yes and he was just like yeah. an athletic freak and they just didn't have a position mm -hmm. for him like Jay, right. I feel like Jason Poe is like that with with a football background right where he's yeah. just an athletic freak and they just they want to keep him around to be able to find a position for him and I and I, I he's one of my favorite guys right on the roster I love, yeah. I'm a big Jason Poe guy right so yeah I mean him. his. 
his biggest issue is he's only six feet tall. That's that's exactly. his that's the biggest knock on him. Um, yeah. and that's why, you know, center and, and guard are, are the only options for him along the offensive line. Uh, but you know, it, it, I think it's a, it's a tough road to hoe for him, uh, because there's really only one other player with his build that has seen any level of success. Granted, it's a significant level of success, excuse me, of success. And that was Shaq Mason, uh, former Patriot and current, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer who is six feet tall. 305 pounds, but has been a stalwart on the interior. So I, I to me, Poe is a wild card, right? In yeah. terms of if, if there's a player that could play his way on to the 53 man in that group, I think it's Jason Poe. I think everybody else is kind of trying to figure out, you know, whether or not we think that we need to put him on the 53 to keep him. Or if we can get them to the practice squad, um, you know, and and get them through waivers and, and and get them on the practice squad. And so the thing that, and to me, the interesting thing about Nick Zakel was he played tackle at Fordham, but he he mm -hmm. called all the he called all the protections from tack yeah. from the tackle position, which is impressive. Right. Uh, but again, speaks to them trying to uh, groom him as as a center. Uh, also, team, and, and team captain as well at Fordham. Too. Yes. Yeah. So, and and those are dudes that. Those are dudes that they identify and tend to, to do well in this program. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, I, I think you're right. I think Pryor uh, is on the outside looking in. Um, I think Poe right now is on the outside looking in. And then you're looking mm -hmm. at Feliciano as the backup to the three interior spots, uh, Moore as the swing tackle, and Zakel as the do-all, jack-of-all-trades, if you will. Um, yep. I think that's probably a, a pretty fair assessment.